Cambrian explosion. Did the earth blow up or was it something else? Prehistoric podcast! <laughs> Gang, welcome back to the prehistoric podcast. I'm sitting here with Dylan, the master of dinosaurs, and I, of course, am Datamix Supreme. Do I need a cool name for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, Datamix Supreme. <laughs> Datamix Supreme. You think that's really cool? Yeah. You think I can go tell all my friends that I'm Datamix Supreme, and they'll think it's really yeah awesome. All right, we're talking today about the Cambrian explosion, and that yeah. was when a giant. 40 mile wide asteroids <laughs> landed the in Antarctica, and, right? And it exploded. That's when the moon, when a planet hit the moon. No, it hit, a planet hit the earth and the moon, moon, was, the formed. moon was formed. Actually, that is an event that actually did happen. But it was like way before uh, life existed. It, it was not related to the Cambrian. All right, the Cambrian, before in the pre Cambrian, basically. We just had some microbic life and, and we some had basic jellyfish, uh, gel, like some jellyfish and things like that. But then when we get to the Cambrian, we have what's called the Cambrian explosion, and they are referring to a huge unparalleled emergence of all sorts of animals and creatures. And this all happened between when the Cambrian explosion and. The end of the Cambrian. <laughs> no. This all happened 540 million years ago was the correct answer, Dylan. You goofy gooferton. And, and essentially, that at the beginning of the Cambrian period, we saw into the fossil record just a huge array of life. What's crazy about this evolutionary event is that some of the creatures... I heard somebody refer to this as life's beta test because there was just all sorts of crazy forms emerged. And we're going to cover These 10 different interesting or cool Cambrian animals today. These were weirder than the Cenozoic creatures. These, I don't know, the Cenozoic's got some pretty weird ones like... Th Thyraco smilus, but yeah, but this is, but I would say that the Cambrian definitely takes the cake for weirdest. So, basically, why did this occur? Well, the most accepted hypothesis is that there was a humongous increase in the oxygen levels in the oceans. And why do we think that that happened, Dylan? Because there was an ice age, and then when all the ice melted. It released a bunch of nutrients into the water, and then the algae grew, and then it made oxygen, and then there right. was so much oxygen that animals could grow. Basically, there yeah. was a ton of phytoplankton in the oceans, and through the process of natural selection, we started to see different forms emerge. And one of the most interesting forms that emerged was the world's first predators. Yeah! And these predators were also a huge driver in evolution because once you have prey that can move and eat you, what do you need to do? Move and You need escape. to move and not be eaten. That's yeah. right. So we have an algae-rich environment. 
which had a ton of oxygen, and we had the emergence of predators that were eating other things. And before this, you they're basically just, just had blobs that were laying on the ground being filter feeders, right? Yeah, they were just filter feeders. They were just like free meals laying on the ocean floor. And then that's why they went extinct, because the, the predators would just eat them. Well, they didn't necessarily go extinct. They just evolved into other things that were not as easy to eat. Well, the jellyfish didn't really evolve. Yeah, I think the jellyfish did evolve because jellyfish can move now. Jellyfish can sting. There's lots of things about jellyfish. That, no, they don't uh, actually move on their own. They just float around. Are you sure? Yeah. All jellyfish? Yeah, and they don't have a brain. Fun fact. Okay, well, I think some jellyfish can move, right? Or no? Well, at the very least, they can sting. Like, yes. A lot of jellyfish can be quite deadly. Yeah. I've been stung by jellyfish, so I know that firsthand. It bit me in the belly, and that hurt. It didn't actually bite me. It burned my skin or, or, or released. Some jellyfish kind of swim around. Yeah, I thought that they were able to like At uh, least expel, propel, themselves. propel themselves by, by, by shooting water through their bottom, some of them. I know some probably do just float around. Like those, those ones without tentacles. Let's pause it. Yeah. Alright, so I looked it up, and it turns out I win jellyfish swim by creating a wall of water to push off of so they can propel themselves quickly. They use their bells, they call it, the umbrella-shaped part of the jellyfish's... Well, I don't really think so. So jellyfish push off a pocket of water under their bell to swim faster. But they don't, they don't have eyes, so they can't see where they're going. Yeah, they just sort of move around aimlessly, I guess. But enough about jellyfish. Let's get back to the Cambrian. And the Cambrian ended about 488 million years ago with the Cambrian, Cambrian Ordovician mass extinction event. And what are some of the leading theories as to why this happened? The two main theories are the Ice Ages. Ice Ages again. So Ice Ages started it. Ice, Ice Ages ended, ended it. it. Yes. So there's evidence of glacier sediment in the beginning of the Ordovician layer, layers that sort of back that up. And people are that have been trying to explain why did all of a sudden all this life evolve and why did we see all these forms emerge so quickly into the fossil layer is the theory of punctuated evolution. And that's basically... When the idea that evolution happens in rapid spurts. When there's a bunch of nieces open and they all take them and then really fast and then it goes back to slow. So Dylan theorized that at the end of the dinosaur age, we saw all the terror birds and, and, the and big snakes evolve so quickly because punctuated evolution. They had, they had open niches so they all of a sudden, boom, there they are. They're giants. But before that, mammals spent the entire Cretaceous as just little rodents running around. Yeah. Okay, well, that's sort of the the Cambrian explosion setup, and now we're going to get into our first creature, which and is... Opavania. Opavania. All, most of these creatures, there's a couple that are a little bit big, but almost all these creatures are only a few inches long, and this is no exception. Only a finger Actually, like, centimeters, not inches. Yeah, well, I mean, you can measure it in either way, Dylan. They convert. But uh, this is a finger-length feature, right? Yeah. Seven centimeters. And what did it eat? It ate early fish and other small arthropods. And we think that this is a strange animal that has features not seen in any modern animals. 
And how would you describe, like, how this thing looks? It looks like it has five eyes. Two out to the side, two facing forward, and one on top of its head. So imagine a trilobite, or horseshoe crab, if you will, Swimming around. that's only seven centimeters long, and it has an elephant trunk with a claw on, with claw on the end, and it would use the elephant trunk just like an elephant would to grab things it was trying to eat and put them in its mouth, and it had a mouth basically underneath of its, inside of its belly. And so it, it had, used its extendable trunk to slam food into its belly mouth. And it had these wing-type things on the side that it used to swim around. So if you have like a horseshoe crab, but put like, I don't like know, paddles. like loose paddles on, the, on either side of and it. And I right? already explained those weird eyes. Yes, five eyes, and one of them's pointing straight up, and they think that these were not eyes like Dylan and I have, or you might have, but just basically primitive light-sensing eyes. Some of the first eyes could probably only see shades of gray, and it probably used these eyes for evading our next creature that we're going to talk about, one of the, the, the apex predator of the Cambrian Ocean. Anomalocarus. Anomalocarus is a three say, feet long, the largest creature of the Cambrian period. Yeah, he was our biggest group of creatures, and these are your no, Cambrian not sharks. Species. Species of creature, and this is your these are your Cambrian sharks. So basically, you have a crab looking crab thing, is? a three foot long crab looking thing. It doesn't thing. look anything like a crab. I guess not. But how would you describe it? It's it's very it hard to describe. It kind of has bug eyes. And like these weird claw things. Well, its eyes were on, were like were like black golf balls that are on stalks. They look kind of like bug eyes. Yeah, they're definitely buggy, but they're on stalks is the most important thing to know. Yeah. And, and it has, it has a, the same kind of body as the the Albany or whatever. The Opovinia. It also the Anomalocaris also has a trunk. So that was a kind no, of not, an interesting. Not, more two trunks. Two. Curved two two claws curved claws that it would spikes. use to grab things, and, and they had and spikes had, on them. And it had this donut-shaped mouth with razor-sharp teeth. So they, they did experiments. Circle. We watched a video where they built a model of, of a, an anomalocaris in a lab. And, and they then were, they put trilobites in the mouth, and yeah. then it closed, and then it took a chunk out of the trilobites. So if you've ever seen a veg a metal vegetable steamer that you put inside of a pot and it can like open and it can close, that's how the the uh, that's how the teeth would close. They would come in from the sides and close like in a circular open like donut mouth. So weird. And basically its arms, I guess, its front arms kind of look like ram's horns with a bunch of spikes on them. They were pointing down and it had big again light sensing bug eyes. The same sort of eyes as as the other of, one. They found the first evidence of of this but they originally over a hundred years they, ago. They originally thought the mouth was a jellyfish. Yeah, they thought it was a jellyfish. It took collecting samples over a course of a hundred years and to finally the, put it together. The arm was a, a shrimp tail. You know, what's another fun fact about Anomalocaris is that it could swim in both directions, both forward and backwards, equally well. So it flourished. This this predator lived for about 20 million years, which is a hundred times longer than humans have lived. A hundred times longer. So if you think that we're the most successful predators, we're probably going to be dead in a thousand years from killing each other. 
and these guys live for 20 million years. So, I mean, we may not even last a few and, more generations. And maybe the, <laughs> the arthropods will take over the world again. Maybe all they the will. Because mammal, we'll kill all the mammals. It'll be the, it'll finally be the rise of the, it'll be the insects time again. Carboniferous. Like, Carboniferous was the age of the insects. Anomalocarus is still an arthropod, so it's the first age of arthropods was the Cambrian. Yeah, but they're not insects. But the first age of insects all was insects the Carboniferous. Are, all all insects are arthropods, but not all arthropods are insects. Yeah. Okay, so our next guy is Tamiscolaris. I'm going to try to pronounce it. Okay, go ahead. Tamiscolaris. I guess I Tamiscolaris? Yeah, Tamiscolaris. Tamiscolaris, and the reason we picked him next is because he is in the same family as Anomalocarus. In fact... He evolved most likely from an anomalocarus. He basically looks like the same kind of thing, but instead of like having spikes on the arms, it has like these feathers. Yeah, I guess. So imagine like a not wing. feathers, not actual feathers. Well, they called them. They were like a filament, basically, because they were baleen. So just like modern day, to like push. Like krill and stuff into its mouth. Yeah, it would wave them around in the water and it would collect ancient krill in them and then put it in its mouth. So basically, imagine modern day whales that are that have baleen are, and are filter feeders. They're three feet long. Yeah, so this is also a three foot long, the same as Anomalocarus, but this is an Anomalocarus's uh, more gentle cousin. And one interesting thing we found about this is instead of like how there are filter feeding sharks and there are filter feeding whales that use baleen to filter through their mouths. This one used arms to filter in the same way. But what's really interesting is whenever we see filter feeders, there are they that Always are gentle giants from meat eating top predators. Yep, all all modern general gentle giants and historical gentle giants always have come from apex predators. Yeah, so that's like, kind of a cool... Like, the, the gentle giant whales evolved from the vicious Basiliosaurus. They evolved this strategy to take advantage of the abundant food sources. So, yeah. essentially, they were somewhere where they were where a group of anomalocarus was not as successful at hunting, but all this krill was available. So, natural selection started favoring... The ones, um, with, the ones that had, had the, flatter spikes. Yeah, that had that had that were more efficient at eating the krill, and those anomalocarus had babies, and those babies were more efficient at eating. And the and ones, then, the ones that were better at catching krill survived, and so on and so forth. Okay. Next one is one of the weirdest. This is probably Halluc most people's favorite. Hallucigenia. Hallucinogenia, and the reason it's hallucinogenia is because you think you're hallucinating when you see it because it's so darn weird looking. You got basically... A worm with spikes on top and little tentacles on the bottom. And what's weird is that they originally believed it walked on the spikes. And it has like tiny little bug eyes with like a smiley, a smiley face mouth on its head. Yeah, and they thought it walked in the spikes. That is a really crazy, weird one. And this is only, this guy's only a centimeter to a maximum of five centimeters. So a spiky worm with weird legs. And the legs have like, like claws. two little pointy claws Basically, on them. Basically, 
to T-Rex arms. Yeah, so it's a spiny worm that has pairs of, a pe of spines on the top and the bottom. And then but down towards its head, it's got all these little tentacles coming off. If they off get and smaller. Maybe it used those to kind of find its way, or what did it use no, those No, it finding the food, maybe. To find the food, that's what I think. In so. one picture, they showed it, like, standing up more, like, with its claws, like, up, searching for food. So it, it, it was a detrivore, which is a new term we learned when doing this research. I'd never heard of a detrivore before, but it's an animal that basically rummages around and eats dead organic material. So it would just basically scavenge on dead animals? Well, no, just any dead organic material. So dead but it, plants. But if there was a dead out. animal, I don't think it would mind eating it. Right, I would guess. Not. And then it also had a little round donut shaped mouth just like the other predators. But a teensy one. Yeah, and it had a little teeny tiny round mouth with sharp teeth in it. I don't think it would just be a tiny little pinch of it, bet you. And then, here we go guys. Hoikoichthys. Hoikoichthys, say hello to your great-grandfather. Yes. The first he was the vertebrate. And also the first fish. And, and he looked like a, a raindrop he was looked, it walking with monsters that he was in? Yeah. He looks like the shape of a raindrop. And they called this guy, he's a little tiny 2.5 centimeter fish. So he's a tiny little minnow size fish. But they fish. called him an evolutionary an, giant. Yes, because he is the first vertebrate. vertebrate that's in the fossil records. The first vertebrate we found. And um, probably one of the first. And when at the time when they found it, they thought that the first vertebrates had evolved 50 million years later than that fossil because when they found that fossil, the original first vertebrate they found was 50 million years later. So this is the earliest ancestor of modern man. Kind of boring. It's a little tiny fish, but it has a dorsal fin that go that starts at its head and but goes it all the way to its tail. no other types of fins. Yeah. And in, in the Walking with Monsters... He was taking bites out of an open wound in an anomalocaris, but I don't think they know much about this fish to kind of know what it ate or, or really other than that it was a fish. All right, moving along to the Marella. The this, Marella. Marella. It was, it a, was weird, a weird trilobite. Yeah, it's a We're weird, the ancestor of a trilobite. We got a two centimeter trilobite bottom feeder, another detrivore, but... Here's the craziest fact, Dylan. You want to tell them the fact? Its stomach was in its head. Yes, it had a digestive tract that was starting in its head, which is pretty freaking weird if you ask me. So it pooped out of its head? I don't know that it pooped out of its head. It had a stomach in its head. You don't poop out of your stomach. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> it had a... So this trilobite had like two like mandibles coming in the front, like tentacles that were floating out in front of it. And then it had like, the like horn, like bullhorns <laughs> that were coming out of the front of it and pointing, yeah. pointing straight back. So kind of crazy. And its and upper it legs had gills. So its gills were on its upper legs and it would wave those around and it didn't have lungs, right? So it just would absorb oxygen into its arm gills uh -huh. which is pretty weird and they they determined through studying properties in this fossil i'm not sure how they determined this but they they determined it would have had an iridescent sheen so it was kind of glowy shiny like, like a like like a um, like a kind of like a sh a shell that like, looks like 
like a muscle shell. If yeah. you've ever had muscles, like a like so, so it's black, but it kind of glows. Yeah. Um, so it's actually now classified. They actually, I'm sorry, I have to make a correction. They thought it was a trilobite, but it's now classified as a stem arthropod. Maybe which the, means probably it's a, the ancestor of the it's trilobite. It's a predecessor of arthropod or and, and of arthropods. Maybe trilobites. Uh, and then we have the Y waxia. And this, in this my is opinion. A thumb Nail size. Is an evolution of one of those blobs that floated on the bottom of the ocean and it kind of started developing armor so it could avoid predation. But it, but it was a bottom, Peter. Yep. Take a coconut, cut it in half, and then put like big long nails sticking out of it, right? Yeah. And this is another thumbnail size. It kind of looks like a sea urchin with less spikes. Yeah, so a sea urchin, but it has big, like, Relative to its body size, and much it, bigger spikes. And it almost looks like its body is made out of seeds, if you look closely. Almost. Yeah, it's covered in, like, armor, armored scales. And on the, the bottom, it's it has no armored plates at all. It's just uncovered. So if the um, Amalocaris were to flip it over, it could easily eat it. So it's a stem mollusk, so it's a precursor to a mollusk. And it evolved these spikes because, as I mentioned, because of the emergence of predators. It, as Dylan mentioned, didn't have armor on its bottom. What it did have is a mouth. And it would use those to suck microbes off of the seafloor. So it was another bottom feeder. A lot of bottom feeders, but, you know, hey. And then the next one is Helbelia octata, the ancestor of the spiders. So it's an ancestor of spiders, scorpions, and horseshoe crabs. And but it was only two centimeters long. It, must, it, it was an arthropod, right? Yeah, and it and it was also the ancestor of regular crabs and horseshoe crabs. So it was kind of like looks like a, a tiny little cute. I think it's a, a cute looking tiny little horseshoe, like a like crab like thing, but it was much thinner. Maybe. And it had a big long tail, like a big long stick sticking out of the back of its head. Maybe over. that's going to evolve into the Brano Scorpio tail. And it had, a, maybe it will. And it had like feathery feelers, feelers in the front of it, and it would use those. They were called Chelicari, which it used to cut up its food. So I, I, I doubt that I spelled that correct. Or, uh, or said Chilockery. it. Chilockery. Okay. That's how you actually pronounce it. Is that true? Oh, I'm just guessing. All right. Well, Chilockery. It had five pairs of legs, and it was essentially an early sea scorpion. All right, moving on to our buddy. The Canaduspus. Yeah, and we're going to have to... They don't know a lot about this guy, so... But he... Not but a lot of information about him. he looks like a bean with little eyes and legs poking out. Yeah, so if you took a lima bean... And you stuck like a maggot for its tail. It had a bunch of like nasty looking little tentacles. <laughs> and then give it bug eyes. Coming out, out of the bottom with some bug eyes. Then you got our a bean. Canadispus. You got a Canadispus, another bottom feeder, a centimeter. And they have found tons of these. 4,500 specimens. But there's not a lot of information about it online. I guess it's boring to people, but it, essentially it was a. Uh, it pushed its appendages. Through the bottom of its little shell to, to feed I on, on microorganisms. I think it's pretty cool. Come on. I like it too, man. They found. I'd like to go find one. There's probably plenty to find, right? If 45, we can just look up where to find one. 
Yeah, walk we'll maybe start in the backyard. Okay. See if you can find a can of No, we're, th this is not on your backyard. Yeah, okay, <laughs> the next one is Wapita, the prehistoric shrimp. And it's eight centimeters. This is the giant, the biggie, right? Yeah, he's eight, a whole eight centimeters, a bottom <laughs> feeder again. He's an ancient kind of arthropod. He was an active swimmer, and this is another one where they found thousands like, of fossils of him. And he basically looks like a, a shrimp. Yeah, he's what they call a proto-crab, or a stem crustacean, whichever term but, you like. But a shrimp is a crustacean, so Yeah, but this sense. is a stem crustacean, it or can, a proto-crab. It probably evolved in a shrimp. Look how shrimp-like it looks. Yeah, it's kind of a, a little early shrimp. Type thing. Maybe that was what it was eaten by that, that filter feeder Maybe. guy. Maybe. And guys, that's going to wrap up our episode on weird Cambrian creatures and the Cambrian explosion. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll... Dylan, what do you think? Yeah. I, <laughs> my favorite was probably the Abinavia. What? Oh, you mean the very first one? Yeah. And that well, was... Well, why were you like what? Opavinia. Opavinia. But why were you like what? Because I didn't understand like what you were saying, but I get it now. Uh, would it be too thing? cliche of me to say I like Anomalocaris? Maybe I'll go with his alien Telecorolus. Telecorolus. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We need to write down the phonetic spellings is what I'm learning. Yeah. All right, guys. I hope you learned something today. I hope you had fun. I know we had fun. Hey, gang. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'd encourage you to go over to prehistoricpodcast.com and check out the show notes. We always upload lots of cool facts and YouTube videos and things like that on each post, so hope to see you over there.